What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Loop Live. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of loopcommunity.com and the host of the Loop Live show. And today we have a very special guest. We have Jen Johnson. We're going to be talking about the new album that Bethel just released called Come Up Here. And I've got some questions about her history as a worship leader and their songwriting process. A lot of uh, great conversation ahead. So wherever you're watching from, if you have any questions, type them into the chats and we might take a live question. We'll see. It depends how it goes. But great to see you all. And what are we waiting for? Let's bring in Jen Johnson. Hey, Jen. Hiya. How are you? Hey, good to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Where are you tuning in from here? Are you? I am in my office here in Redding, California. My messy desk. (laughs) But I have Tulip, so that's what matters. It sounds like you have some good acoustics in there too for uh, singing and playing music. Always love you know, playing guitar and singing in a good room like that. Yeah, especially a shower. That's the best. Yeah, right. So, uh, Jen, you and your husband Brian have had a huge impact on worship leaders. I've been a worship leader for 20 years, grew up in the Vineyard Church movement in Southern California, in San Diego. My dad was a vineyard yeah. pastor there and uh, grew up going to you know, all sorts of worship events. And I have led so many Bethel songs every Sunday (laughs) for the past 20 years, 10 years at least for sure. And um, I'd love to just know, just hear a little bit of your story. Just how did you get started leading worship and when did you join Bethel? So I, when I was five years old, I grew up in the church, a little church in Northern California. um, And just, Started, I think my first solo was when I was five at a Women's Aglow meeting. Um, it was Women's the Arky Arky. So yeah. I'm sure it was fire. People were saved. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I haven't heard the term Women's Aglow in a long time. That's yeah, so yeah, fascinating. I, I just turned 41, so I date myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, you know, I think have played the piano and sang since I was really little and led worship in kids' church and junior high and high school and um, I moved to Bethel when I was 17. I graduated high school early and Bethel had just started a school of ministry that I had heard about. And so I really felt God stirring my heart to go to the school. So I came to Reading and that's when I started leading worship uh, on teams, even more in big church, as we call it. Mm. Um, and Brian and I got together shortly after that. And uh, we had no idea that, you know, this would be our life. Um, we were just worship leaders, and shortly after we got married, uh, they turned all of worship, the ministry at Bethel, over to us. Um, I was 18. Brian was 21 or 22. Wow. So we what were year babies. was this? Uh, this would have been 2000, the year 2000. Okay. Yeah, wow, so about 20 years ago. Yeah, and so um, it was just wild, and but like really peaceful and beautiful at the same time. So uh, we took over and we are still, you know, the head of the, the teams here. Um, it's one of my favorite things that we do. And it's just been wild. So, yeah, yeah that's. Kind yeah, of- it's incredible. So how, um, gosh, I think back to like some of the early Bethel albums and I'm just like, man, yeah. they were so, so powerful. What was the one called where it, like the image was like the, there was a couch in the water. Tides? Tides. Was it called Tides? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. So impactful, and then of course uh, the um, 
We Will Not Be Shaken album. I actually was just listening to that a couple of days ago. I always turn that album on. I always turn that album on, honestly, when I'm having kind of a bad day, when I'm having a bad day. Wow. <laughs> like when I'm like kind of like really low, that's the album I go to because I feel like it just brings so much peace. Wow. Um, but what has it been like? So for 20 years, how have you seen worship music change? You know, I think there's a lot of constant things and then there's, you know, trends and, you know, I think that at the end of the day for me, um, whatever our teams are writing, we're just asking the Lord, like, what are you saying? What are you saying um, to corporate worship? You know, what what should, what should we be writing? Who God is eternally um, from that heaven perspective? We're always thinking that, like, what what's heaven singing? You know, mm-hmm. that, that ageless time times timeless song that doesn't have anything to do with humanity but everything to do with who god is and who we are through him um so that's kind of our number one quest is to be in those songs more than anything else and then also like you know what's god saying specifically to people um or circumstances that they're in um and how does god want to intimately directly connect and make every person know that he's right in the middle of exactly what they're going through um Mm -hmm. and so i think that we're just always on the hunt to hear what he's saying and what he's doing and uh, to write songs. Bill Johnson, my father-in-law, he says, write what you want to see the church look like in five years, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a profound prophetic statement to, to think about. So yeah, we just, we're always yeah. just kind of going, God, what are you saying? And how can we put pen to paper um, to speak your word, to speak who you are, to speak what you're saying to people? Yeah. I feel like, you know, when you think about worship music over the past 20 years, I think, it seems like in the past five to five years, 10 years, like yeah. the the lyrics of songs have gotten so much richer. Um, yeah. I think back to like my early vineyard days and the songs were so simple, like very simple language, Absolutely. simple ideas, simple faith, where yeah. sometimes these songs now are like so deep and rich. And would you say that it's gotten harder to write songs? Like when you think back to writing songs 10 years ago, is it harder to write them now? Um, I don't think so. And I really appreciate the simple songs. I mean, I, I grew yeah. up as an absolute melting pot of influence in worship and Christian music and the vineyard changed my life. And yeah. it, I mean, nail, nail pierced hand. This is love. Like that yeah. song. Me, like, nail I mean, pierced hand. It works really every day. It's good. Yeah, it's so freaking good. But I think watching, you know, and then learning, watching Darlene Check lead worship at Hillsong, and she she had such a, a deep love for the people she was leading, mm-hmm. and absolute admiration for God and the high praises of God. And she took people into that, but from a deep love of pastoring and watching yeah. as a little watching her lead worship and hearing the songs she wrote about God, that really formed me. And then hearing the vineyard, the the love of the father, I mean, the father's heart, you know, that was captured, that was became part of who I am. I I got to know God as the father through the vineyard in a huge way, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, the Morningstar people were wild. They were just flipping crazy and they would sing whatever holy, they were brave and they would sing on stage and borderline crazy, but man, it, it was like, oh, I need to risk. I need to not stay in a safe place when I'm leading worship. I need to sing what the Lord is saying uh, at the at the risk of looking stupid. 
Um, yeah. And then every every different part of you know the body of Christ musically, I feel like I in a Christian music space like the CCM world, even you know just being such a huge fan of of writing songs that really touched people and ministered to them uh, with what they were going through in life, not necessarily a corporate worship song, but something uh, other that they'd hear in their car and be driving and hear God. And so I think that yeah. that, you know, worship music place as far as writing songs now, it doesn't feel like it's harder to me. Um, it just feels like it's the same assignment of God, what are you saying? And, and how are we capturing that in this song, you know? Yeah. And he seems to be saying things in a little bit more deep and complex way now it seems yeah i think the world's changed right the yeah. world's got complex and with yeah. the internet and social media and yeah. you know i think that it, it i believe that we are born as songwriters right now who are on the planet like yourself i think we're no joke um god is not playing around that we are born for such a time as this and the, the lyrics yeah. and the, i see it as keys to unlock people's hearts and to connect them to god mm -hmm. um it's wild time to be alive. Um, it's a wild time to be a parent, <laughs> you know, yeah. but at the same yeah. time, it always comes back to you. Okay, God, I was born for this. I was, I was for such a time as this. So just tell me what to do. Help me, show yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And you guys are, you guys are nailing that. I, um, this actually wasn't on my list of questions to ask, but I want to ask about goodness of God. You've probably talked about this song a million times, but I want to ask because it is for sure my favorite worship song of all time ever. Wow. And Aww. I remember when it first came out, we had just had my oldest daughter. She's like four or five years old now. And I remember playing it in, in our kitchen. No, It had just come out. My wife had never heard it. And I remember I walked back to the back room and she was holding our daughter and she was like tears streaming down her face because she had li been listening to this. And she was like, what's that song you were playing? And my wife doesn't cry very much. Like I never see her cry. And she was yeah. like, just so moved by it. And that song just became an anthem for us and it's, it's our daughter's song for sure. So tell me just quickly, like what, what is the goodness of God's story? Where did that come from? Well, I'm, I'm also kind of like your wife. I don't cry a lot unless it's the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I feel that. Um, but we, so we have five kids and a son-in-law who we count as our own. Um, and we had our three biological kids and we thought we were done. And uh, God played a, a fun joke on us that we weren't. And out of nowhere, when my son was about nine, my youngest at the time, uh, God spoke to us in this really profound, beautiful way that we were, he had adoption for us. If we wanted the gift, wow. it was a gift. We didn't have to take it, but um, he had it for us. And if God has a gift wow. for you. Good idea to take it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you take know? it. Yeah. Um, he just really confirmed it in multiple ways in our life. And um, so we adopted him. Uh, from birth. And then we ended up adopting another baby after that too, because God's crazy. Um, but uh, we had gotten home with him. We'd been home, I think back and the papers had been finalized. Everything was like a done deal. And I was just driving in my car and I was just so overwhelmed with the goodness of God in my life that like he had this insanely beautiful gift for our life that we never saw coming, you know, when you yeah. plot your life out. Um, and just how he completed our family and was just what we needed and in seven different ways. And so I was just driving actually out to my physical therapist's house and I was by myself in the car and I just started singing, I love you, Lord. And mm -hmm. I, you know, there's times when you sing to the Lord and it's just for him. And then there's yeah. times as a songwriter that you're like, 
you feel like the Lord's like, and pick up your song. This song isn't just for you. Like this is going to be for yeah. something else. And one of those moments and I just turned my phone on and I sang the entire drive. Um, All my life you have been faithful. And, um, wow. and so I, probably 70% of the song I wrote in the car that day. Wow. Um, and then I took the song to my friends, Ben Fielding and Jason Ingram and Ed Cash. Um, yeah. We shortly that had a writing retreat and then I took it to them and I was like, Hey, I've got this, you know, meat of this song. And then they really helped me, you know, kind of take it the next 30%. Um, Ed Cash was like, um, your goodness is running after, running yeah. after me. And I was like, yes. <laughs> That song is yes. so powerful. I'm actually leading it this coming Sunday. It is one of my, what well, is my favorite for sure, hands down. And um, thank you for writing that. It is unbelievable. And people always really seem touched and engaged by it too. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been, it's been profound. We, we just um, recorded it last week with Cece um, and I together on it, singing it. And it it's just, it's dumb. Wow. It's so wow. Cece <laughs> um, is queen of my art. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear that. So you guys just released a new album. Come up here. Yeah. Tell us about it. Uh so um, you know, the past uh, couple years have been really difficult for us. Um, obviously losing Brian's mom um and having the past few years with, with her battling cancer um mm. has just been and um, Bethel Music's gone through a lot of changes um, that have been really difficult. Obviously, during COVID, uh, mm-hmm. trying all of us trying to get through that in our own ways, and and although many beautiful things came out of it, you know, just really trying and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of difficulties. Um, so all that to say, uh, especially when you're what you do for work has all been shut down, you know, yeah. <laughs> for the yeah. most part. Um, but you know, God is so faithful, and I've never in my life felt more dependent on Him than I have this past year. And mm-hmm. He's just so faithful, and He's mysterious, and He shows up and solves things in really wild ways if you just trust Him and, and listen to what He's telling you. So, um, but during COVID um, in 2020, 2021, one of the most predominant verses in the Bible that just the, the words leapt off the page was Revelation 4. And Revelation 4 says, come to me and I will show you what to do next. Another passage says, uh, come to me and I will instruct you what to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a time of the world having so much opinion um, mm-hmm. of all kinds of things, obviously people have political opinion and they have, you know, but COVID was a tough one for us because the, the opinion uh, and finding facts was real tough on that. Yeah. Um who knows to this day what's all the things. Yeah, right. um, and so just really leaning into the Lord to go like, I, I, I don't want my opinion. I want yours. Like, what are you saying about this? What, what are we doing as a family? What are we doing as a church? Like not comparing ourselves to what other people are doing, but what is God saying to us? And I felt that so strong. Like come up here to my realm above earthly things yeah. or mindsets or ways of doing things. Come up to me, come up the mountain mm-hmm and hear me, what I'm telling you, what I'm instructing you to do in mm. this. And a real invitation and a real d- spanking, if you will, of like, yeah. oh, you're you're in your head. You have your yeah. opinions and your thoughts, but like, yeah. you need mine, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. People, and even talking to my other friends around the world, like talking to Darlene Check, I, I remember I called her during that time and I said, I said, Darl, you know, what, what's God speaking to you? And she's like, you know what? We can't get away from is this verse, Revelation 4. And I was like, <laughs> 
what? Wow. You know, again, yeah. I call the C's on a call with Cece and her team. And you say, I'm always asking people, what's God speaking to, you know? And she said, revelation four. And I was like, wow. What? Yeah. Well, like, okay, yeah. listen, as revelation says, listen to what the spirit says to the churches, uh, plural, uh-huh. the body of Christ. Right. Right. Um, right. So yeah, it, it, it just really, I got, I felt like I got pregnant with that. Like, okay, this is our, this is what you're saying, God. Um, and then we really wanted to write, to do an album that felt, um, when I called the team to kind of vision cast for them about the album, I said, I want to write the songs that heaven is singing. Not that mm. we're singing earth, but what is heaven singing? That holy forever, eternal mm. song that has nothing yeah. to do with humanity or even our weakness or what we need or don't. It's who God is in all yeah. of his grandeur and all of his glory and all of his majesty. That that is the focus um, yeah. that when we hear into that realm, we see who he is. And then from that, he speaks to us. Um, but that's not even, you know, the point, the point is, you know, to yeah. oh, magnify the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so that's the assignment that we sent our writers on. And then as far as it being in the Redwoods, um, we are very outdoors people. Um, our whole team are, and most of us have come from living in the woods at some point. Yeah. And the property that we recorded the project on that the Redwoods, uh, the forest that we're in is actually my family's property. My uncle, um, I grew up on that property basically wow. running around the hills. Um, and so I've always had a dream, you know, that we will not be shaken worshiping outside in nature. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when I feel the closest yeah. to God. I love church. I love buildings. I love that. But being outdoors and worshiping God in creation yeah. is so easy to do because you're looking at like the majesty, yeah. you're looking at galaxies and you just think so much bigger. And we mm-hmm. wanted to feel small, you know, we, yeah. in a good way, not insignificant, insignificant, but small. Yeah. yeah. And when you're in these huge redwoods, you do. So that's kind yeah. of where it came from. That's so special. And you guys nailed it. So other than Holy Forever, because I've already talked to Tomlin about that song, and it's obviously an unbelievable song that worship leaders should listen to and play at their church. Is there what's another song on Come Up Here that you really hope worship leaders listen to? You know what? I they're like my children. I love them all differently, but um, yeah. all the same. Um, yeah. I really, really love. Um, I could talk about every single song. I love "Surrounded by Holy" that Zaria sings because it's mm. just so beautiful and it just lifts my spirit the more that i enter in you become all that i am all i can do is cry holy holy i mean that's like hello um and i really love inheritance um emmy's song um it's just so beautiful and the cry of the song is like i'd rather have your presence like the verse like though your presence go with me like i'd rather have your presence um and know that you're with me than all the riches of the world or all the things that the world classifies as goals, like yeah. your presence, me obeying your voice um, and me having connection with you, that is the prize. Um, yeah. And that's why I love inheritance. And then I really love the Helser song because um, it just is such a beautiful um, father's heart song of I am your beloved. You know, it's just like that you don't have to work for it or earn it yeah. or good enough or you know, it's just I it's I am your beloved and you are my beloved and I care deeply and intimately about you. And time after time is so good. Josh's song, because it's just this like beautiful, like, um, you know, forever just who God is. So I don't yeah. know. I could, I could go all day on. All so 
How, yeah, it's, I love it. So how are the songs written for the albums? Like, do you guys do songwriting retreats? And then you say, hey, we're going to write around this theme. Or are individuals bringing songs to your team all the time? Like, what does that look like? Yes, it's both. And honestly, some projects, we have a really clear theme of what we want to go to. Uh, the creative team are really heavy in that. You know, the people in our t- team, in order to work with us, a big thing you have to have as part of your life is a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so, yeah. you know, you come from your natural gift, which we all all have in different ways. But when you partner that with with listening to the Holy Spirit on top yeah. of your gift, it's pretty special. So our creatives, as we're kind of dreaming it up together, they're they're bringing what they're getting, and then our songwriters are are talking about what God's been speaking to them and. So sometimes yeah. we have a strong theme like we did with Come Up Here. Um, we had that theme, like we we're calling the album this, whether we have a song on it or not. And I was like, I I knew that my song, I, I wanted to write a song called Come Up Here. And I feel like it's not a corporate song. You could do it in worship, but I don't think it's a corporate song. It's a message yeah. song. So we definitely try to encourage our writers to have corporate songs because we our Bethel music, House of God music. So that's our main yeah. bread and butter. But yeah. also equally part of that is what what's God saying to us. And that message of come up here in that song really um, nails on the head the message of we're, we're born for another realm. Um, yeah. Come up here and I'll speak to you. So I've got a question for you. And this is more of a, a personal question for me because I'm curious. Yeah. I... So growing up in the vineyard, my songwriting was very much in, influenced by the vineyard in that all my songs, when I sit down and try to write a song, all my lyrics are just very simple. Like they are just very simple. And I would love to level up my game of lyric writing um, to write like a son of suffering type song. Yeah. Do you have any any tips on getting to a deeper lyric level? You know, I think um, I really love, this is practical. This is like practical songwriting 101 for me. I really love synonyms. So when I'm in a songwriting session and say, I want to talk about beauty, Mm -hmm. I'm not, not, if beauty is the right word for it, we're using beauty. Because I hate when like people try too hard and you're like, yeah, that felt like it was a rage, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. to creatively say something that makes people rethink it is beautiful. And so um, I love creative language. I think for me, I grew up on the NIV and the King James Bible, which I love with all my heart. Um, But I also read the Bible um, in multiple different translations because I think hearing the word of God in different translations gives me creative inspiration. Mm -hmm. That's my first tip is reading Um, I do Bible Gateway is is an app and it has like all the different translations for the same verse. And I love to read through them all Mm -hmm. and really just get inspired lyrically with um, how they say things. Like, for example, the word, um, the verse that says, um, here I am, send me is actually the word Hanani and the word Hanani in Greek or Hebrew or whatever means my answer is yes before you even ask. Hmm. So my song, send me, here I am, send me is the chorus, right? Yep. Yep. The creative way of saying that is my answer is yes before you even ask. And mm-hmm. that came from that, you know, that passage saying different things. Um, so that's yeah. one. And then synonyms, like if I want to say the word beauty, I will I'll just Google synonym for beauty. And then all the different words that come up, I'll try to work that in mm-hmm. the song. Um, so those are just two practical practices. Yeah, tips. that's great. That's great. So we have seen, we've heard about a lot of worship leaders 
quitting leading worship. Maybe they've been using our platform and all of a sudden we're like, hey, where'd you go? And they're like, well, I just stopped leading worship. And sometimes we'll hear that they've even left church altogether, which this is a challenging question, but what advice would you have for a worship leader who's struggling to even keep leading? You know, it was a pretty difficult couple of years. Yeah. I don't know. You know, someone who's like kind of just burnt out of leading worship and wants to go be a realtor or something. What would you say? You know what? I think first thing I would say is the struggle is real and Mm. uh, you're not alone in that, especially for people who have been doing it a long time. Like we have, um, I think for me, one big tip is I get really inspired and love to lead worship with um, others. So um, we, how we do it stylistically at Bethel, um, and Bethel music is that we have a main leader, a co-leader, and then another co-leader or a BGV. So we're almost always, when you see something that we're doing, it's going to be that we have three people on the stage. Um, and it's the beautiful part about it is someone's got to lead. So there's got to be a main leader. Um, mm-hmm. but the relationship and the working with a co-leader is really beautiful because, especially they carry different gifts and, and like, what are you hearing God say and how they're crafting the set and the songs. Um, And I think I stay very inspired by leading worship with other people. That's my number one. Um, And especially like younger people that I'm like drafting, like oftentimes like their fire um, inspires me, you know? So that's one thing I think number two is um, a really profound and very, um, uh, sobering verse in the Bible says those who are planted in the house of the Lord flourish. Uh, years ago, we do a worship leader retreat. That's um, kind of a secret thing for kind of the Kings and Queens in worship. Um, yeah. And whoever God highlights us to do it. Um, it's different every year. Um, it's been a, an act of obedience um, to, you know, anyway, but uh, yeah. the, uh, the beautiful thing is, is that I was talking with Carrie, Job, Carrie and Cody Carnes and, um, after the retreat and we were just kind of talking about everyone, the two or 300 people of our friends and ministry. And, you know, there were really three categories of people that as we talked about it kind of shook down, people were doing okay. People were doing pretty good. And then there was like people that head and shoulders above the rest were just thriving in life. And it wasn't marriage, kids, success, money. It had nothing to do with those things. It was just obvious that there were really a few individuals that like they were thriving. Um, Mm. And the common thread in all of them, when we talked, and we talked about this for like hours and the common thread in all of them, that they were all planted in a local church. Mm. And that was profound to us. And it was them and it was self-included. Like, absolutely profound. And I think it's really important. And it's honestly one of the main reasons we started Bethel Music was we got to look into the industry and we are worship leaders at our core. Like that's who we are. We are home church yeah. worship leaders and yeah. um, who are their best to steward, you know, the message of what yeah. God's saying to the churches and also to, you know, us as humans in this wild right. Um, but anyway, all that to say, I think that's a number one is you got to be planted. You got to be under leadership. You got to have people speaking mm-hmm. into your life, not just encouragement, but also constructive criticism. You got to have a yeah. safe place where you can ask hard theological questions of faith and helping mm-hmm. iron sharp iron be surrounded by really healthy people. The second you start doubting and you slip into, um, only being surrounded by people who are also slipping, um, and questioning everything, 
Um, It's just to feed your soul very unhealthy things. And so um, I think being planted is super huge. And then I think thirdly, don't be afraid to take a season off, stay planted, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to lead worship every week or every month or every year. Like take a sabbatical and take time off to like really hear the Lord and, and serve and make sure you're going to church, not just when you're leading worship, but you're being a part of it. Like Brian and I are on the front row. You can ask any of our team. We are on the front row every single week. We are home, whether we are leading worship or not, because it's a core value to be planted in the house of the Lord. And that's, you know, church is wild. There's no perfect leader, all the things. But I think for people, a big encouragement for people who have church hurt, um, here's, here's something I encourage every single person to do. Don't go to church because of a ministry or a person, or you love it, or you hate it. Ask God, where am I supposed to be planted and go there and serve there. Then no matter what happens or what happens in leadership or what you you've yeah. heard from God where you're supposed to be planted until he changes yeah. that narrative, you're, you're in, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah. another, be planted. That's good. That's going to help a lot of people. Thank you. All right, my final question for you. Can you pull back the curtain a little bit? And a lot of people know you as Jen Johnson, as worship leader, songwriter. Um, Give us a little glimpse behind the curtain of what does a normal week look like for you, like as a person? Like, are you songwriting all day long? Are you just traveling constantly? Are you doing school drop-off? Like, are you making pancakes in the morning? Like, what what is a... What does a day look like for you? Yeah, every day is very different, but I love being home. And um, like I said, we have five kids Um, currently in our house right now. We have four kids Um, and I am a mom. I mean, that's that's my vibe. That's my highest priority other than being a wife um, is being a mom. And so. Um, yeah, I mean, I, my morning today looked like I was up at six 30, um, got ready, woke my two little boys up for school, um, chatted with my 17 year old daughter, um, checked in on my 15 year old son. Who's on a mission trip in LA. Uh, you know, uh, my yeah. oldest daughter's flying in from the airport. Um, uh, she just landed actually. So I'm going to go see her after I'm done talking to you from Nashville. Cool. So she's here with me. Um, said good morning to my husband who's on tour um, with my son-in-law. Uh, and then I've had meetings all day today on the label side of things. Um, and then made a few texts about, um, some recordings of songs that I have and what we're doing with them, made some artist texts, um, had another zoom call, uh, uh, interview, um, right before this one. And, um, I am done and I'm going to counseling. I I love counseling. And so I have counseling in 15 minutes after I'm off this call with you. Um, because yeah. counsel is with a spirit filled yeah. counselor is yep. everything. <laughs> yeah, that's important. They do need to be spirit filled. I agree with that. Yes. That's yeah, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you um even taking the time to have this conversation. I'm encouraging every worship leader for sure. Go check out, come up here. And yeah. uh, it's just been great to get to know you too. Just uh I've been impacted and blessed by your music and Bethel Music's. All, all of the worship music from Bethel Music. So thank you for everything you guys have been doing. Thank you. Okay, and one last thing. You have the most amazing eyes, and it's not just uh, because you have beautiful eyes, but you have absolutely see-through peace and purity in your eyes. Mm. That is something mm. that is 
literally like Jesus. It's gorgeous. Um, but also it connects back to this like Keith Green anointing in a good way, like the pro, the the beneficial side. Um, and I, I just want to tell you, like, I feel like you really have a worship gift and I want to encourage you in your songwriting because I feel like you are really going to get the download of God's heart and they might be simple songs, but they don't have to be profound if God's not you in that, like everybody wants to grow and that's beautiful. But I think don't forget to keep it simple and that there's beauty and purity, um, in that. So I just want to encourage you. I think there's a really special gift in your life. Um, and like that verse says, like a pen in the hand of a ready writer, I think you need to be really ready and, and stewarding and making time for God to speak to you and um, putting them in songs. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for saying that. Thank you. That means a lot. I actually just released like a five song little EP and, and one of the reviews on it was like, yeah, these songs are, they're not deep enough. And my <laughs> wife, my wife was like, she was listening to it in the car and she was like, they're so simple, but I, I realized that it's because your faith is also kind of simple. And she yeah. meant that in a good way that it's not like, I don't really personally, I don't really struggle with like very big complex questions about God. Like it's my faith yeah. with him is actually very simple. And um, that's but it. I really appreciate you say, I really appreciate you saying that. That's encouraging. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's obvious. <laughs> well, blessings to you and Brian and, Thank um, you. You too. Love what you guys are doing. Where are you guys based out of? I'm in Chicago. Okay. Uh, CCLI is up in uh, Washington, Vancouver. You're in Chicago. Okay, got it. Yeah, but I'm in Chicago. Very so. cool. All right. Well, thank you so yes. much. Yeah, great to meet you. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye. All right, you guys. Such a great conversation with Jen Johnson. Um, if you guys have not listened to this new album, highly encourage you to go check it out wherever you listen to music. Come Up Here, it's called, is the album. Um, I'm sure you've heard the song Holy Forever, but Jen just went through a ton of other songs in there that are so great and perfect for you to implement at your church. So a huge thanks just to Jen and and Brian for stewarding this ministry and the songwriting so well. So uh, write down in the comments, what's one thing that you're walking away from this interview carrying? There was so much stuff in there that was uh, so good. And I know it's going to be encouraging to a lot of worship leaders out there. So write down what you're walking away with. And until then, until next time, um, have a great week leading your church in worship, and we'll see you next time. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Matt. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, let us know what you thought. Write down in the comments, wherever you're listening, watching from, what you thought. Make sure you send us a message. Subscribe to our channel, YouTube, Facebook, and stay tuned for more from Lip Community. Mm-hmm.